Star Wars 7x7 episode 2326 today, part one of a two-part interview with Preethi Chibber, who, in this case, we're going to be talking about her contribution to Clone Wars, Stories of Light and Dark. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So, Preethi Chibber is an author, speaker, and freelancer. She's written for Sci-Fi, Polygon, and the Mary Sue, among others. Her debut middle grade and picture books, Orientation, that's the middle grade book, Marvel's Avengers Assembly Number 1, and A Jedi You Will Be, that's the picture book, and we'll get to that, uh, were released in fall 2020. She has several books and anthology appearances on the way, but for now you can find her co-hosting the podcasts Desi Geek Girls and Strong Female Characters, and you can learn more about her at preethychiver.com, and we will have all of that information in the show notes for the show's episode too. And speaking of anthology appearances, well, Clone Wars Stories of Light and Dark qualifies as one of those, and her particular story is based on the Hostage Crisis episode from Clone Wars and is told from Anakin Skywalker's perspective. So that is going to be the jumping off point for our conversation that you're going to hear on today's episode, the part one of two of my full conversation with her. And before we jump right into it, I do just want to say thank you so much, as always, for joining me for this episode, and of course, may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. And so now here is part one of my two-part conversation with Preethi Chibber, in this case, the author of Hostage Crisis from Clone Wars, Stories of Light and Dark. Preethi Chibber, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. How are you today? I am doing great. Excited to talk about Star Wars. Excellent. And I am excited to talk about Star Wars with you. <laughs> and in particular, two Star Wars stories that you've written, and who knows, we may end up talking about other ones, but... Uh, let's start with the first one, which is a story that you wrote for the anthology Clone Wars Stories of Light and Dark. This is Hostage Crisis. And I want to start by asking you just about the Clone Wars TV series in general. Like, could you talk a little bit about what you love or appreciate about that series, what you think is remarkable about it? Leave it open-ended like that. <laughs> sure. Um, I love the Clone Wars series. I think the combination of Clone Wars and Rebels are like perfect storytelling. I think Dave Filoni has such a wonderfully deep understanding of the strengths of Star Wars and kind of the uh, beauty of the tragedy of the series. And so it obviously paired with the hope, but the, the Clone Wars in particular just builds the world of it that, and, and makes that story of Anakin and and the war itself like so meaningful and I just I relish the sadness and and how you find hope despite the sadness and I think that's what Clone Wars does so so well and I love that phrase the beauty of the tragedy I don't think I've ever heard it expressed like that and I love that phrase that's awesome is that something that like have you been crafting that one <laughs> no <laughs> that just no, rolled off off the tip of your tongue that's so awesome <laughs> it's it's something that i find that i love so much about the skywalker series is that that kind of desperate and necessary um holding on to hope despite the tragedy you know it's it's what Rogue One to me is about like I love Rogue One as a film because there's 
there's literally no way it can be like a happy ending, right? There's just, it's Rogue One is the beauty of that tragedy because it leads to the hope and the necessity of the following films. And so I feel like it's just this thread that runs through Star Wars and, and the Clone Wars epitomizes pieces of that because, again, it's Anakin's story. You know that it cannot end happily no matter what, but you still want to go on this journey despite all of that. So it's probably not a coincidence then that your story in the Clone Wars anthology is centered on Anakin Skywalker, or at least it tells the story of that particular episode, Hostage Crisis, through Anakin's filter. Was that something that you got to advocate for? Did you get to say, oh, can I do an Anakin story? How did that particular aspect come about? Uh, Yes, that was very much like Lucasfilm asking, you know, Jen Heddle over at Lucasfilm uh, editorial was like, who do you want to write? And I think I replied first. <laughs> I approached because I, I knew it. So I was like, Anakin Skywalker, that's who I want to write. I didn't even know what episode. I didn't know anything. I just was like, if there's a chance to write something Clone Wars era, I want to write Anakin. That's wonderful. So what would you say it is about Anakin that particularly appeals to you? I know you just mentioned that this really is the Skywalker saga, or at least, you know, the, the lion's share of our Star Wars storytelling is about that. Well, what is it about him that particularly inspires you or motivates you to write for him? I think that in the Clone Wars particularly, you get to know him so deeply as a character and how badly he wants to be good and do good and take care of the people around him. And he tries so hard and is just up against these circumstances that he can't even fathom. Like, he's always a step behind and he's he can't win because he was set up to not win right right and despite that you have all these amazing moments in his life illustrated in the clone wars where he's trying so hard and he's such a good person and i just i really like him in the clone wars series and i i feel so sad watching what happens to him because it's inevitable what he was torn between these two factions and didn't even realize it and everybody was kind of, you know, on him from from when he's such a small child. And so getting to see him in moments of happiness and moments of love and moments of family is just wonderful, I think. And you actually take the opportunity with this story to show that emotion with him and to actually make it innocent, for lack of a better way of putting it, like actually make it seem normal, like these kind of human motivation and experience that we all hope to feel in some fashion or another. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a sucker for Anakin and Padme, and <laughs> and it's, you know, it's it's so desperately sad. But also, you know, I was hoping to, to see it in some, some kind of moments where you know that he's maybe on, on the wrong side of the line, on the wrong side of... Um, need and and desperation with these feelings he's having because i agree with you they are very human this idea of like an an all-consuming love but when you are that powerful of a person and you can you combine it with all-consuming love it it can go real south real fast Mm -hmm. yeah and i know star wars storytelling can't show us every single moment but for the moments that they do show it is just as sad that Nobody seems to 
acknowledge what he is going through. I mean, there are moments where even in the last season of the Clone Wars where or uh, where Obi-Wan talks to him and is reflecting on his experiences with the Duchess Satine and yet they can't seem to make the connection and as a viewer you just feel like, "Oh, they were so close to solving this and helping him." <laughs> You want it so badly. You want that understanding. You want that kind of uh, relationship to have been enough between Obi-Wan and Anakin where they can kind of get past the Jedi, I guess, uh, rules, essentially. You know, mm-hmm. they're, the, the fallacy and the fallibility of these rules and how they don't necessarily work when you consider the, the humanity of these people. And... Obi-Wan made one choice and Anakin made another and they couldn't, you know, on, on many levels, but particularly with romance and particularly with love. And so they couldn't meet and you want it. You want them to so badly. Just, just please. And it's never going to happen. Uh, and I guess it's a mark of good storytelling that here we are years later just going about it. <laughs> I will never not feel that. I love I think that's what I love so much about the tragedy of it is that, you know, one of my favorite things about experiencing story and, and, and kind of your relationship to any story is the ability of that story and those words and those images to make you feel something. And when this thing can make you feel so deeply and feel so, so heartbroken for these like fictional characters, I think that's, that's an amazing feat mm-hmm. to, to be able to do. Absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm going to go way far afield if I don't rein myself in on this. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us back to Hostage Crisis, um, which is the episode on which your story is based. And um, once you found out that you were able to get Anakin, I I gathered that they told you, well, this is the episode that it's going to revolve around the story that you're going to tell. Is that right? No, I actually got to choose. I mean, oh, you did. That's awesome. I had to kind of pitch my ideas based on Anakin-centric stories or, or stories where I thought Anakin could have a significant enough voice that I could get a full, you know, short story out of it. And so I sent them a few ideas, and then I just kind of started really thinking about this one and, and how I wanted to write a little bit of a love story and and get to participate in this kind of love story with Anakin and Padme. And, and it just sounded, like, really fun and not quite so, I guess, like, I don't want to say important, but not, the stakes didn't feel so weighted in this one. Like, it felt like I could just examine Anakin and see what he's like in this moment. And, but I did get to, like, offer up a few ideas. And and this is the one that I think we all agreed on. That's terrific. And you actually answered something I wanted to ask you, which is just what's fun and exciting about doing it this way like writing around and within the parameters of a story that's already been told uh what is challenging about that for you or is there a challenging thing and the reason i'm asking is because i i just had a conversation actually with uh, daniel wallace uh, who's a reference author for star wars and one of the things we talked about was creative limitations and how that can actually be a good thing sometimes so you know was it challenging for you to be writing in and around an existing story or was it actually kind of better even for that opportunity 
It's an interesting place to be on. I've I've been writing now IP for a few years, and you know we kind of playfully call it when you're playing in someone else's sandbox, so you yeah. have to play by their rules, right? And there's this initial like sheer joy of getting to participate and getting to be a part of this like mass universe that you love so much. But then then you it is kind of difficult because you have to separate your perspective and your idea of who this character is because it may not be in line with Lucasfilms and that's something you always have to consider the the best example I have of it is actually not Lucasfilm it's I wrote a Spider-Man book um, tying into uh, Spider-Man Far From Home the movie uh, last year mm-hmm. and I wrote my first draft and I sent the manuscript in and I got this note back from the studio that was like, this is not our Peter Parker. And I was reading it and I was like, but this is my Ooh. Peter Parker. Oh, goodness. Okay. And so there are these like things you have to balance of like you as a viewer, as a reader, as a, as a person who engages with Star Wars from a fan level, have these ideas in your head of who these characters are. But it may not always line up with what is considered, quote, canon. And so that, I think, is the biggest challenge of making sure that your idea of the character and Lucas Holmes' idea with the, of the character line up in enough that, that you don't feel like you're losing your integrity of, of what you think the character would do, but and that they agree with it. Um, that was probably not as challenging here because I think my idea of who Anakin was lines up very clearly with what um, Lucas Holmes thinks of the character. But that is definitely something to consider, and that's the thing that's always in my head when I'm writing these projects of properties that I don't own. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that um, when you're involved in a project like this, do you get provided with background material that gives you the perspective of the owner of the IP on this particular IP? Or to put it a little more concretely, does Lucasfilm, say, provide you with information about their view of Anakin behind the scenes that helps inform how you approach things? Or is it more of an open discussion kind of situation? Uh, I think it's a little bit of a combination. We did, I know um, the other writers and I did get to access scripts so we could see what the writing was on the script level and not just having to like kind of rewatch the episode 30 times, which I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we got to read scripts and kind of you get a lot, you get a little bit more information from scripts. And then, of course, when you write it, then it goes off to the story group at Lucasfilm and everybody who works at the story group has a deep, deep respect for what they work on. And so it, it never feels like it's encyclopedic. It never feels like it's this academic thing. It, it is, I think, a very emotional experience on everybody's end of working on these stories. And so you, even if they might say something like, this is not a thing that would exist, or this is not a thing that would happen in our world, like you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, that makes sense. Like, it never feels as though you have to achieve some sort of um, stature of knowledge base to be able to do this mm-hmm. because they, they are there to help you along and have the conversations with you. Right. So really they're looking for you know somebody who has you know, a wonderful idea and a wonderful ability to expound upon that idea and tell a compelling story. Yeah, that, that, that is how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> And it's a great read, and I am a sucker for a romantic story in Star Wars yeah, as well. I know. <laughs> I, I really am. Actually, I will say that I have come, I was not 
I was not a great fan of Attack of the Clones when it came out, but over the years I have come to appreciate it more and more because some of Anakin's rantings to Padme about my heart is tearing. I know, they, I know. <laughs> they sound a little too much like stuff that I wrote in journals when I was a teenager, and I think that's why I disliked it originally. And it was just like, oh, it's just a little too close to home. <laughs> But that's what the Clone Wars does, right? The Clone Wars kind of... I mean, they gave us seven seasons of it. Mm -hmm. Where you really get to see it build and really get to see the connection on so many levels between these two characters. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I hope we find out someday that while everybody's been waiting for season two of The Mandalorian, that everybody has gone and binged watched the entire seven seasons of The Clone Wars who never had the opportunity. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So... For somebody who is actually binge-watching The Clone Wars, or even if they're just going back to watch that one particular episode that your story is based upon, inspired by Hostage Crisis, uh, what do you hope they will do when they watch this episode? Assuming that they've read your story and go back to watch Hostage Crisis, what do you hope that experience is like for them when they see the episode again? Oh, that's that's a really funny, like, interesting question that I hadn't thought about, like, how... Because to me, it's always the other way around. Like, you've watched it, and you kind of maybe want to live in that world a little bit longer. Um, But going the other way, like, it'll be interesting to see, I guess, how people react from kind of a more omniscient space where you are seeing every piece of it versus seeing it entirely through Anakin's eyes, which is what I tried to do in my story. So, yeah, I guess, like, kind of understanding, which is what Star Wars is so great at with all of the books that are coming out right now, is that everything is from a certain point of view and everything has perspective. And I guess I hope that those are the questions you ask yourself when you're watching of, like, what perspective matters and whose whose perspective are you seeing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's great. It's wonderful. Thank you. Star Wars 7 by 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7 by 7 We hope you love it.